welcome to another episode on the Product Lab Podcast. So today we're going to be talking all about how to really identify North Star metrics for your product-led business. So you've probably heard about North Star metrics, hopefully by now, and you're probably thinking like, okay, what does this look like for my business? But what we're going to talk about today in this podcast is really how do you identify them in your product-led business, why they're super important, uh, and what are some like really great, well, not great, but mistakes you can do to avoid picking the wrong metric. And so hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, what you're going to walk away with is a better understanding on what that North Star metric might be for your business. And then you'll get some ideas as far as what do some other organizations do to utilize their North Star metric to actually get a ton of value out of this metric? Because if done right, this is a unifying metric where the entire team company owns it. Everybody should be able to see how they can contribute to it. Stay tuned. We're going to dive deep into how to do that. Back to you, Laura. Yes. And hi, because Wes, every single week, he always forgets to introduce me. So I am Laura Clues, the director of content here at Product Line. And basically, the series is just going through our each component of the Product Lead system, which is the system that we've created here at Product Lead that is a series of nine components you need to master to be, create, and be a successful product-led business. So right now, we are really deep into the data component, which is why we're talking about North Star metrics today. And I'm really excited to dig into this topic because it is something that you're probably very familiar with. But what I really want to emphasize is the difference between what a North Star metric looks like in a regular sales-led business and how to apply that to a product that business. So I'm just going to shoot that question over to you, Wes, and, and just explain how a North Star metric fits into like a product-led business and how it's different than like a typical sales-led approach. Yeah, for sure. So whenever like I kind of like go back to the, the fundamentals of like what is product-led growth, the biggest core difference between like a product-led business versus sales-led business, it really comes down to the order of your go-to-market motion. So like a typical sales motion is that you start with acquisition, you acquire people, you get them to your website, then they sign up for a demo usually. And then it's all about kicking off the monetization process. And then once you become a customer, then we engage them, uh, provide the value for that we promised them. And so product of business is really just like, you know what, we acquire you, we give you a free version of our product, then we engage, deliver insane value for free so you can try before you buy. And then once we've done that engagement experience, then we can lean into monetization. And so that's the, the high level big difference when it comes to a North Star metric and how it impacts the differences between the two. There is a lot of overlap for sure regarding like engagement. So are people regularly engaging with your product. So a typical sales that company would look at this and be like, okay, let's say somebody's using a team-based chat solution. So like a North Star metric for that sales that company could be something like number of free messages or sorry, number of messages sent per month. Let's say that's like the indicator of messages sent per week. It is probably a better indicator of what that will look like. So that's the North Star metric. That's what they track. Now, the difference for a product-led business is you do have to take that more cross-collaborative approach of looking at what this looks like for your North Star metrics. So this also involves your acquisition front, which is like, what do you actually give away for free? So let's say in that example, it's like, how many messages are we going to allow people to communicate with for free? So from a product-led perspective, we would then have to look at, well, how many does somebody need to experience with their team in order to feel like they really get the value of that? So 
that's where we bring in like the overall acquisition perspective of what that would look like because we need to make sure that our free users are able to activate, engage, and then get added to that North Star metric so that we can actually account for it uh, in our free users and our paying users. And so that's what changes on the acquisition front. Then on the engagement front, it's very similar <laughs> to a sales like company in that sense when it comes to North Star metric is you're still tracking like are people experiencing the core value of your product. Like that truly is the simplest definition of a North Star metric are the companies, our accounts doing that. Now, the last piece of what's different between a sales-led product-led company for North Star metrics really comes down to monetization. And so once somebody experiences this for the first time, they experience the core value of the products, and they experience it again and again for these products, that's really where it comes time to, okay, maybe we need to monetize this user, or that is the right time to, to monetize this account. And so all of that is happening usually before they become a paying customer. And so that's the biggest difference is you can have people hitting your North Star metric on the free plan. And that's an awesome thing because it, it just shows it should be a very good leading indicator of these people are going to then become a paying customer one day. Thanks, Les, for explaining that. And before we dive into like the specifics here, let's just like look at some great examples of North Star metrics because I think that that'll give like a good baseline of what something good might look like and and then also what a bad North Star metric look like looks like. So Wes, do you have any examples? Yes. Maybe we start off with the bad ones and then we go into the good ones. That that might be more fun. So one of them is number of signups. So why is that a bad kind of North Star metric? Really it's because when you look at that it's like, you know what, does that person experience that user or that account experience the core value of the product? In that case, no, it's too early in the kind of value experience. They have not experienced the value of the product. And so and it doesn't kind of work for a North Star metric. I don't know if you had any others on your list or that you're like, yeah, these are a potential like vanity metric or things to, to avoid as well. I think even just something as, as simple as like website visitors, would be probably really bad to, to monitor. It feels like those vanity metrics in general are probably not something that you want to look at. I've got some great examples of good ones. So some good ones I've got here. Zoom is the number of hosted meetings per week. We've got Medium, which is the number of minutes spent reading a week. Um, and then uh, another good one is Intercom, which is the number of customer interactions per week. And so when I see those three examples, why are they so good for these companies as a North Star metric? Yeah. And so this like goes directly into like, what are the like top three big components of like a, a successful North Star metric? And so uh, the reason why I think those ones are really good examples is first, the first component is like, does it have a good quantity metric that shares with me like, what is that total number of them doing that specific activity that indicates its core value? So for instance, let's pick on the Zoom example, like number of hosted meetings per week. That number is like that quantity metric and that shows me, okay, is this person moving in the right direction? If it's one, it's like, okay, like they are getting value from Zoom. But if they're on like, let's say a $50 per month plan, it's like they might be at risk of churn because they're not probably getting a ton of value out of Zoom. Uh, but if it's like, maybe you find out, okay, our, our good number here is like on average, it's five at least per week or something like that. Um, that quantity metric is really helpful to understand, are they getting a ton of core value or are they not getting a ton of core value? So you got to have that quantity metric. Second piece is the quality metric. And this should all tie into like, what is the core value of that particular product? 
Now, it does get a bit tricky when you have many different products. You're a multi-product company. Now, most of the companies we work with are not multi-product companies. And so I'm just going to keep this simple for the listeners, but you're just going to pick like, what is your core product and what is that core value for that? And Zoom, it's like, we know it's hosting those meetings. That's the core value. So you would pick that as like, that's the quality indicator of like, they do that specific behavior. And so that's the second component of like a really high quality North Star metric. But if you just have those two, like the number of times they do that specific thing, you're missing out on one important piece, which is the last one, which is frequency. So what is the normal behavior of doing that specific activity? So I'll give you an example, like with Zoom, why they picked per week is really has to do with, well, well, how do we measure work? It's like, it's on a weekly basis. If it was a daily thing, the problem with that is like, sometimes people have a lot of meetings on Mondays and then it's like, they have no meetings on Tuesdays and Thursdays and all that stuff. And so it's not really a great indicator of the cadence of that core value. And so for a lot of B2B products, it's usually a lot of times it's on a weekly basis. When you're thinking about like even product analytics solutions, it's like, do they have to be in the product every day? No. So think about what is the actual frequency that makes sense to experience that core value. So to recap, the three components you need for a successful North Star metric are really that quantity metric. Everybody should have that quality metric that indicates like, what is that core value? And then the last one is just the frequency of like, what is the cadence that makes sense? And so one thing to kind of double take on here is if you do this right, here's how you'll know. You'll basically find there's this relationship that kind of intersects between like your North Star metric being used by other folks and then just the value of the product. So how it basically works is like when people will do your North Star metric in your products, the user or customer, like they have to get value from the product. And when that happens, your company will also get additional value, whether that's in the form of retention, uh, you're able to charge more. So that's basically a fun symbiotic kind of relationship where it's like when the company wins, the user wins, and your North Star metric grows. And so as your North Star metric grows, you will see more users, more customers, and also more value for your business. So that's why I love North Star metrics is just because you have that built-in synergy, which is really hard to, to copy. And you can have like two different companies that are in the same space, but one that's just focusing on the North Star metric, like <laughs> that's what they're all aligned to in the business. And they're the ones that are going to win because they are building a more valuable business at the end of the day. That makes a lot of sense. And I just want to clarify a couple of things because the last couple of weeks we've been really, like if you've been listening along, we've been like, there's been six metrics that we just keep talking about that you really should be monitoring in the customer lifestyle life cycle out of your business. And one of those is called a KDY or a key usage indicator. And it might sound familiar to a North Star metric. And I know that a few of the students that are supposed to call out the same question is, what is that difference between like a key indicator and a North Star metric? Because both of them are tied to the value of your product. But why is one more important than the other? Or are they? Or are they both equal in value? I'm just really curious as to, as to what that is. Yeah. So for everybody that kind of missed the, the earlier ones on like what the heck is like a key usage indicator, that is really a metric we use. It's about like the, the fifth one we track, which just goes through, are people experience the core value in your product? And so right before that, like they have to experience first value. And then as like a key usage indicator, they've used it on the right cadence. And so what's really fun about that is your key usage indicator should 
closely, almost exactly mirror your North Star metric. And so when you do this right, it's like you are, if you have that kind of value funnel, you will basically be creating users that achieve that kind of North Star metric just with that KUI. So it's like a little bit of overlap on that end. But the way it's different is that key usage indicator is really tracking for like free users. Your North Star metric is going to be tracking both globally, like for both free users and paid users. But the reason we kind of break those two out is because you should be able to find out that if you picked the right North Star metric, like, and if that's the same thing for your key usage indicator, what that should reflect is like when people do that specific core behavior on that same frequency in your free plan, their odds of becoming a customer should be sky high on that level. And usually that's in like the 30 to kind of 50% conversion rate. And so that's what you should see if you you pick this right. And so that's kind of the, the big distinction between those two. And so then I know that you touched on this a little bit because the North Star metric, like every single team can work towards it. How How would you or what exercises or what sort of activities would you give a founder to encourage their team to to increase this hard start metric. What are some strategies you can use in order for them to, you know, get this number up? Whenever you kind of like pick like what is this North Star metric, like ideally that's a bit of like a collaborative approach where everybody can kind of see like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that makes sense for for our business. So you get them aligned and like, okay, why is this important? You have to communicate like why it really matters for the rest of the team to kind of get on board. But then to make a ton of difference on this particular metric. What you need to do is, this is my favorite activity where it's like you have a meeting, you go through with everybody on the team and you just go through and ask, how do you contribute to to improving this in your specific role? And what's awesome about that is regardless of if they're in marketing, sales, support, success, um, they're all going to be able to impact this because it's all about like, do you impact or help people experience the core value of the product, whether it's free or it's paid a lot more. So I'll give you an example for each of these kind of buckets. So for marketing, when we kind of break down those six core metrics, one of them is, is this like the right fit person that's coming into this funnel? And it's like, if not, the odds of them actually becoming like a key usage indicator, like hitting that metric is very low because like they're not the right person, not experiencing the same pain as your ideal user profile, they're not going to be as successful. So marketing would then say, okay, we're going to like ramp up uh, campaigns that are focused more on our ideal users to make sure that we have the right people that are coming into the funnel. For your support team and success team, they're going to be looking at this and say, okay, right now, only about 10% of people are actually getting to that kind of key usage indicator. What can we do manually to do this? Maybe we're going to be able to offer them like manual setup for their accounts, help them out in the meantime, before we kind of like refine our product and make it completely automated. Your sales team, once again, can also look at, okay, for people that do hit that key usage indicator, experience the core value of the product, maybe they're proactively reaching out to these people to see, okay, how could we help them adopt this across the entire organization? And so why that matters for your North Star metric is like that key usage indicator is then like, okay, they've experienced core value. Now it's like, let's get them to do a lot more of that, ideally as a, a customer as well. And so those are some really kind of like fun, quick examples of like what you could do to get the rest of your team on board uh, from a more tactical perspective. But then from a leadership perspective, you should be tracking this as, a kind of like weekly metric and everybody is accountable to it. And that's rare 
<laughs> as far as like scorecards and metrics go, because usually it should always be like you have, you know, one person responsible for each metric, but this is the only one where it's like, actually, we all share this and we will kind of be able to contribute to this as a team. And so it is definitely that team metric where we can all see how we impact it. Yeah. And I loved, I loved an example that one of our students showed in the coaching call, because basically what they did was every single, they tallied up the North Star metric for the month. And then compared it year by year so they could see year over year what their growth was for that metric. And it was really valuable to see that. Okay, so I'm just going to do a quick recap here because I think uh, we've covered a lot. So for any SaaS vendor who is wanting to define their metric, there are three three core elements of it. The first would be the quality, me- the quantity metric. The second is the quality metric. And the third one is the frequency And so would you recommend basically, you know, listing out maybe like five or, I don't know, five or six different metrics, possible examples, and then deciding as a team, which one makes the most sense for your business? Yeah. Yeah. That's usually the kind of like fastest approach for it's the hardest thing when it comes to like defining any of these metrics is like, I have the perfect one. That's like, it's hard to, to kind of start off where. So it's like best bring dump all the potential options, list them out, and then what we do is we have like like North Star metric checklist where it's like, okay, now take them through this. And ideally you just kind of read out, like, let's say it's like number of people who host a meeting monthly or something like that. It's like, is it easy to measure? Check the box. Yeah, actually it is. The second thing is like, is it, does it have a high correlation with user success? So if people do this, will they become more successful? Will they, are their odds become a customer a lot higher? Yes or no. And so in this case, we could probably say, yeah, probably. And then back it with data. Next part is like, is it a behavior that your best comforter customers do a lot in your product? So do your customers do this a lot in your products? The best ones. So if yes, it's like, okay, good. Let's let's kind of keep that as a metric. And then next, it's like, do we have clear communication with our company strategy? Does this tie into our overall company strategy? If yes, it's like, chances are it's, it's a great fit. Um, and then can you identify if every team can contribute to this North Star metric? So an example back to that, like first one we shared of like the big mistake is like pick your signups as a metric. So let's say we did pick like signups as our North Star metric is like, can every team contribute to that? No. And that's a good kind of indicator where it's like, it's focusing on one team. And I've also seen this too with a lot of companies that lose their direction and vision and stuff like that too, where they pick like revenue again and again is like the unofficial North Star metric. <laughs> and it's like, it's really hard, right? Because if you're more sales, that is like, well, that sales team is going to have a humongous impact on contributing to that revenue number. But uh, when it's focused around the core value, every team should be able to have some part or role in actually improving this. Okay, I think we covered most of it today. Is there any final words that you would like to say in regards to North Star metrics and identifying them? Yeah, I feel like this is going to be a common trend as we kind of like go through all of these coaching sessions, but don't overcomplicate it. Like just pick one and and focus in on that because what you're going to find is like you're going to learn a lot from picking this initially. And when you do pick this, it's not uncommon for a lot of companies to be like, wow, we really are bad at this. 
And then it's like, we got to improve this because this is like the core value driver for our business. And I think that's something that's easily missed with the North Star metric and like what it's really getting at. It's not just another metric to track for the hell of tracking another metric because you think it's something good you got to do. But what it's breaking down at the first principles level is it's identifying how does your business actually generate value and create value. And so if we're not tracking how we're creating value as a business, then we're really missing the point. It's not just like, let's boost our revenue until people find out like they're not getting much value. Like that's unsustainable. (laughs) Maybe you could do that for a couple of years, but that's not the kind of business I want to build or anyone here listening should (laughs) aspire to. It's like, we should all build these businesses that are built to provide incredible value. And that North Star metric is uh, such a great way to just actually track that and see, are we moving and progressing in that right direction? So that's kind of the action item. Identify one North Star metric for your business and then just start tracking it on whatever frequency you decided makes the most sense for your business. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bud, for your time today. Thank you for listening to the Product-Led Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a colleague or friends you know who might benefit. We are always looking at which episodes get the most listens so we know which content to create more of. So if you want more of this particular type of content or style of episode, please share it out. And in return, here's your selfish reason to do this. Uh, We will definitely create more content just like this episode. And if that's not your style, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and tell us your favorite part about this podcast. I personally read every single one of these reviews and it gives me more ideas on what content we should do more of. Happy growing.